the Great British Manufacturing Podcast, brought to you by MTD, MFD and Jefferson. Hello and welcome to this week's Great British Manufacturing Podcast. Coming up in this week's show, we've got positive UK manufacturing news from Coca-Cola, Vauxhall, Glasgow-based Weir Group and much, much more. This week, we also welcome a special guest, the CEO of Siemens Mobility, Will Wilson. Incidentally, if you want to join the show as a guest, please reach out using podcast at mtdmfg.com. I'm Joe Reynolds, and I'm joined by my co-host, Stuart Whitehead. Stuart, a very warm welcome. How are things? Morning, Joe. Really good, thank you. Lots of great news this week, so looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. Let's get on uh, Let's get on with this week's news. The uh, UK manufacturing PMI has soared to 60.9 uh, last month. It's uh, an astonishing recovery, really. Absolutely fantastic news. So British manufacturing activity grew at the fastest rate in almost 27 years in April, and this is the 11th consecutive month of growth. UK manufacturing PMI, as you say, soared to 60.9, its highest point since July 94. New orders rose at the fastest pace since 2013, and two-thirds of firms expect production to be higher in a year's time. Yeah, it's wonderful news, and I know we're going to talk about apprentices later in the show, but it's just there seems to be lots and lots of recruitment going on at the moment. Absolutely. We've seen a lot of social media posts this week with firms hiring, creating new jobs, which is wonderful to see. And Glasgow-based Weir Group, uh, they've got a nice big order. It's a company people may not be aware of. Yeah, historic British engineering firm, founded in 1871, so older than you, Joe, will supply energy-saving equipment to Swiss-owned Expos iron ore processing plant in Ukraine, easy to say. The initial order, which includes a range of Weir products, including high-pressure grinding rolls and screens, will reduce energy consumption by more than 40%. A brand we're all aware of, Stuart, Coca-Cola. They're expanding uh, their facility in Yorkshire, and it's got to be one of the largest facilities in Europe now. This is Coca-Cola European Partners. They've announced plans to expand the solar park, supplying electricity to its Wakefield canning plant, Europe's largest soft drinks factory, as part of a wider £217 million investment programme. And there seems to be a trend developing here, Joe. Nissan recently announced plans to expand the solar park, which helps power its Sunderland factory. So good to see sustainable manufacturing is certainly at the forefront. Yeah, it can only be a good thing. So we'll come back to the news if that's okay, Stu. At this stage, I want to introduce Will Wilson, who's the CEO of Siemens Mobility. Will, very warm welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. It's great to be here. So the first question I've got, tell us a little bit about Will Wilson and obviously about Siemens Mobility as well, both here in the UK and globally. Okay, so a little bit about myself. Um, I'm the CEO of Siemens Mobility and we're a company that uh, specializes in solutions for the railways, the supply of trains, uh, but also signaling systems. And we also have a side of our business where we do traffic solutions. So things like the congestion charge in London and some of the environmental zoning that we find across the cities plus around 50% of all the traffic lights in the UK. So we're quite diverse, but all centered around um, getting people from A to B. Myself, um, I've worked in the rail industry now for about 21 years. Prior to that, I was in aerospace with, with jet engines. And I just i am so passionate about rail and transport in the UK. And of course, that now equals decarbonization. And it's almost a personal um, voyage as well as a corporate voyage to make sure that we have carbon neutral transport moving forwards. Okay, so very diverse, not just, you know, not just trains. 
No, we our biggest part of our business actually is our infrastructure business, where we will do everything from electrification through to the control center for movement of trains, the signaling, the safety critical stuff. And we also have solutions for ticketing, for gateways, for passengers coming in and out. And hopefully we can see some of our solutions for the entertainment systems on board trains coming into service uh, in the near future as well. No, thanks very much for that. Well, fascinating. Um, would you mind giving us an overview of the Gould development? There's so much going on there, factory, uh, you know, new factory, supply village, rail innovation centre, huge amount of investment, jobs, economic impact, and so forth. Would you mind just giving us an insight into what's going on there? Absolutely. So Ghoul is our new manufacturing plant. Um, we're building phase one of that at the moment, which is an investment uh, of around £100 million. And it's a huge factory where we're going to assemble the new Piccadilly line trains for London. So it's actually London money that's being invested into East Yorkshire. On that site, uh, we obviously have our manufacturing centre and we will also have what we call a rail village. One of the problems we have is a global supply chain and some of our overseas suppliers really look for space close by in order to, to work with us on the final designs and then the actual assembly of their subsystem into our train. And so we will provide that space and this is what we call our rail village. But one of the most exciting aspects that isn't core is actually our, our tie up with um, the University of Birmingham who intend to build um, a research and development center on our actual site uh, across the road. Um, again, an investment of around 25 million where they will be analyzing rail data um, and other initiatives going on, um, which will be really real time. And we've already brought our first uh, set of uh, apprentices in and graduates uh, related to the Ghoul site. In total, we will create in excess of 700 jobs. Uh, and obviously, this has had a really good effect of regenerating the whole of the Ghoul area. But certainly in terms of employment, uh, we're seeing a lot of house building going on. And we're really investing into the infrastructure of the town as, as much as we can uh, alongside our plant to make sure that it's sustainable. You know, this is an investment we have a, a a very long lease, a 250-year lease on this land, and we're building a factory for the future um, and for the production of trains here in the UK, which is really exciting for us. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. I must say 700 jobs, and there's probably more than that Like when you talk about you mentioned houses going up and things like that. It's absolutely huge for the area. But do you have any other projects you can share with us at, uh, at the moment? Appreciate there's probably some things you can and can't share with us. Yeah, I mean, in the wider Siemens, there's a lot going on in terms of investment as well. You know, on Humberside, again, you, you may be familiar, we have a, a joint venture called Siemens Gamesa, which makes a lot of the, the windmills that we see generating electricity, particularly in the North Sea. And we've recently applied for planning permission to triple the size of our factory in Hull, which was a flagship in, uh, in its own right. Again, in the north, in, in the northeast, um, one of our industrial businesses, Heaven, have just rebuilt their whole factory with a, a uh, a large investment again we're just opening that at the moment which gives us you know digital solutions and really enhanced manufacturing and again safeguards the jobs um, there and one of the things that we're really proud of here in the UK is our factory in Congleton which again this year has uh, proved to be the most productive factory in the whole of the Siemens group which is a very large group 
Um, so there's a lot going on in the UK. In terms of investment within transport and within Siemens Mobility, we are continually investing um, in new products, in alternative tractions, for instance, to support our uh, decarbonisation initiatives, the advent of hydrogen trains and battery trains. And we're looking at how we could perhaps even have an electric catenary over motorways in order to have electric trucks rather than diesel trucks pulling our freight on, on key corridors. So there's huge amounts of investment really diversified across the whole of our sector. No, fantastic to hear. Well, uh, thanks very much for giving us that overview. And um, just a couple of quick questions. In terms of going back to the Gould development, sorry, in terms of time frame, what we're looking at for, for, for the new factory to come online? In terms of time frame, I've absolutely bowled over. I think it's about eight weeks ago that we actually started construction. And I happened on Saturday to drive past um, to see how things were going. And we are already putting the roofs on, cladding the buildings. And the the actual build with a, a very local Yorkshire builder has been phenomenal and I think is a slightly ahead of program. So obviously getting the buildings up is the first part of putting the factory together because obviously we then have to fit it out. We have to make sure that training's done and we will be taking a number of staff actually to our facility in Vienna to be trained how to build these specific metro trains for Piccadilly Line. And we should see the factory opening in the middle of uh, 2023 with the first trains being delivered into London um, shortly after that. So really ambitious timeframe. Um, we would also hope that our service businesses are up and running um, in their relocated positions in Goul within a year from now. Um, and the first offices will be open within a year from now as well. So it's really happening now. Um, and, you know, it's absolutely visible and has to hit this time scale in order to make sure that we can deliver our Piccadilly line commitments to London Underground. Absolutely, and very ambitious, as you say. And um, so that's the, the present and the near future. In terms of the longer-term future, what are your thoughts on the future of you know rail and transportation in the UK? I know you've talked about decarbonisation and battery batteries and so forth. Could you just expand on that, please? Absolutely, yes. Um, rail has a really firm future within the UK. This government... Um, are reopening railway lines. They have a real commitment to enhancing the infrastructure that we have today. And there are a number of reasons for doing that. One is obviously um, the changing nature of transport and the real focus on pollution and decarbonisation. And rail is a green way of travelling, particularly for passengers if it's an electric train. But the whole of rail only contributes 3% of the carbon that we see in um, polluting into the, uh, the UK, whereas you know, diesel vehicles are accounting for 52%. Um, so if we can shift people out of their cars and onto public transportation, uh, ideally rail or light rail, um, it has a huge knock-on effect. But of course, there's some other side of things as well as decarbonisation. The whole thing that we're seeing today, you know, as we come out of COVID and people are using their cars because they're uncertain about the safety of public transport, is we're seeing huge amounts of congestion. I hear that you know, parts of London may be as high as 125% of the congestion levels they had pre-COVID, and it's getting worse. And I know from personal experience that if you want to try and find a car parking space in London, 
anything after seven o'clock in the morning, they're all taken because so many people are driving in. And I think as things develop and as it is shown that public transport is um, a safe medium in, on which to travel, we will see a return to passengers um, on the train and that will actually obviously trigger um, a return to where we were. But I also look at government and, you know, what are called the, the reopening of some of the beaching lines, some of those lines that were shut back in the 60s, are opening up rail into areas where there is, you know, dense population, but they're only reliant upon motor vehicles. And I think these policies really will um, continue to uh, be the forefront um, of transport policy as we move forwards. And I think that we will see a reform of, of rail as well coming uh, what is known as the Williams White Paper hopefully will be released soon, which will bring the track and train together and again actually give a much better framework for the for it to develop as we move forwards. There we have it. Fascinating stuff. Will, really do appreciate you uh, coming on the podcast. I know you're, uh, you're a busy man and continue with all your hard work. And yeah, thank you very much for coming on. Well, it's been a pleasure. Always happy to talk about transport and love supporting you guys. So thank you very much. Fascinating. Thank you, Will. So there's Will Wilson, the CEO of Siemens Mobility. If you'd like to feature on the podcast, please email podcast at mtdmfg.com and also please download the mtd mfg app for exclusive content great interview Stu. absolutely great to hear about all the investment in hull in ghoul in cheshire hundreds of jobs so yeah great news so moving on we've got uh voxel they're ramping up production at their luton plant you could say they're they're all revved up you could indeed, Joe, if you're that way inclined. Uh, so, yeah, Vauxhall is in- introducing a third shift at its Luton factory, Britain, Britain's biggest commercial vehicle plant, to, to meet unprecedented demand for the Vivaro, Peugeot Export and Citroen Dispatch vans built at the Bedfordshire site. Earlier today, the Trade Association, SMMT, announced that over 30,000 new vans were registered in April, the highest ever total for the month since records began. Yeah, well, that, 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 that can only be a good thing. You know, we've mentioned SMMT. Have they got anything else to report at this stage? Yeah, absolutely. Um, 141,583 cars were registered in April, up over 3,000% to show rooms across the country reopened. They've also revised upwards its annual forecast, the Trade Association now expects 1.86 million registrations this year, up 39% on 2020. And long may it continue. Uh, continuing the automotive theme, further positive news from British electric vehicle manufacturer Arrival. They're, 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 they're in the news all the time at the moment. So much going on with, with Arrival, Joe. They've announced plans to develop a bespoke electric car for American-owned ride-hailing giant Uber. The Oxfordshire-based manufacturer expects the arrival car to enter production in 2023. And as you alluded to, it's been an incredible couple of years for arrival. New factories, new bus, a van set to be launched, huge investment from Hyundai and Kaya, a £340 million order for 10,000 vans from UPS, a listing on NASDAQ, the list goes on. Yeah, yeah, more more positive news. Uh, speaking of positive news, Harlan and Wolf. There's some uh, some good stuff to report. We featured them a couple of weeks ago, but uh, yeah, an- another story, you know, in the news at the moment. Yeah, this is fantastic. So Harlan and Wolf are have announced plans to recruit apprentices for the first time in over a decade. The historic manufacturer uh, or shipbuilder, which is founded in 1861, plans to welcome the first intake of apprentices at its site in September this year. And I believe you, you've got another apprenticeship-related story that hot off the press this morning, Joe. 
Yeah, so uh, Midlands-based income training, uh, they already support 750 apprentices across three technical academies in the black country in Shropshire. They've, got, they've launched a new initiative, Equip the Recovery. Um, it's basically looking to uh, bring more apprentices uh, into the manufacturing arena. Um, it's looking to create an additional 200 pos- uh, positions, would you believe, on mature learners, and basically, they're looking also to move to Telford, believe it or not, which kind of makes sense. It's the the epicenter of in, the industrial world in terms of the marches. So yeah, times you know it, it makes a lot of sense to all involved. But yeah, two hundred new apprentices, uh, yeah, being launched by Incon Training. So that can only be good for the local area. Um, nice big story as well, Stu. New engine factory for Red Bull. What do you know about this one? Um, I've done a bit of research. Uh, so Austria, Austrian-owned F1 team Red Bull is building a new factory. It's Milton Keynes based in, in Buckinghamshire. And this follows the engine suppliers, its engine suppliers, um, Honda, decision to, to exit the sport. Um, including Red Bull, I think six of the current 10 teams are based in the UK. It's a great endorsement at British Engineering, Joe. Yeah, no, it, it is. It's I couldn't. You can't speak highly enough of it. Absolutely, all all the R and D appears to be done over here, and like you say, the majority of the the manufacturing as well. Um, speaking, you know, speaking of innovation and things like that. If if anyone's got a Twitter account, uh, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, there's a good chance you've seen this jet suit from the uh, from the Royal Marines have been testing. That was some video, Stu, and I know, I know it's been very well received across our our channels. Yeah, incredible. Um, over 1 million people have viewed it on, on the MTD and Jefferson platform, um, Joe, over the last couple of days. So the Royal Marines have successfully completed a maritime boarding operation exercising using jet suits designed and built by Wiltshire-based Gravity Industries. And as you say, you know, with the F1 teams and, and with this, it, it's great to see British engineering, British ingenuity applied in the real world. Yep, all this from the last seven days and no doubt there's going to be more good news to report next week. So don't forget to download the MTD MFG app. We have exclusive content on there that can't be can't be sourced elsewhere. So please do download it from Apple or Android. A big thank you to Will Wilson, the CEO of Siemens Mobility. But the biggest thanks, as always, goes to you for listening at home. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Great British Manufacturing Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating and a you can find us on Twitter using at MTDMFG and at Jefferson underscore MFG.